Welcome to another episode of No Challenges Remaining. I'm Ben Rothenberg. Courtney has the day off at long last, well earned by her. And it's probably good because I don't think she, well, I don't think anybody's all that excited about the first story, which was an early morning press conference. It's too late in the tournament for them to be calling 10.30 a.m. press conferences. Like, it's inhumane, honestly. But this was about the formation of a new corruption independent review board panel thing that they were announcing uh, 10 days after the BuzzFeed BBC reports and other match-fixing debris since. So here is some audio from that press conference from Dave Haggerty, Chris Kermode, and Philip Brook, who's chairman of Wimbledon and the head of this board that oversees tennis integrity. Uh, today, the chairman and chief executive of tennis's governing bodies announced an independent review of the Tennis Anti-Corruption Programme, including the Tennis Integrity Unit, headed by Adam Lewis QC, aims at further safeguarding the integrity of the game. Adam Lewis is recognised as the leading expert on sports law at the London Bar and internationally. This is an important decision which has been taken with the full backing of tennis's leadership. The results of the review will be published and Tennis has committed to implement all of the recommendations of the review and to fund them in full. Ten days ago, the work of the Tennis Integrity Unit was called into question by an investigatory BBC programme, and while the programme did not reveal anything new, it was widely written about and has caused damage to our sport. It is vital that we repair this damage uh, and that we do so quickly. Uh, Let me just say that it is unprecedented that the seven stakeholders um, of tennis have come together so quickly with one purpose, uh, and that's with the sole aim to restore uh, public confidence in our sport. All of us, all seven bodies in our sport, believe that with everything in the news uh, and the serious allegations uh, that have been thrown at our sport... Um, that the the last thing anyone wants is another sports body investigating itself, um, which is why we have taken this very bold step uh, to commission a completely independent review. There is no deadline to this review. It will take as long as it is needed. Um, It will cost what it costs. Uh, The results will be made public, um, and they'll be published. And the most important point is that we have committed to act on every recommendation. We do have a great sport. For something much more fun, I have two people here to replace Courtney. It's a lot of work to replace Courtney, but these, this pair is up for it. Please welcome back to the show, Nick McCarville. Hi, Nick. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and one of my favorite Aussies, Matt Trilope. How are you doing? Very well. Thank I'm, you for having me. I'm so happy to have you on the show. Yeah, yeah I'm excited to make my debut. This is good. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> debut. But no, he's making his, not his debut, his debut. Debut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. The accent will um, probably freak a lot of people out, but, you know. We are in Australia. Yeah, Australia. <laughs> Australia how, was your, how was your Australia day? 
Well, it was always it's always here. That's a problem. I never get to celebrate Australia Day. I'm always stuck in a media centre or in front of a TV, and I never get to do the barbecue thing or the. I'm not sure if you guys know about the Triple J Hottest 100, the best songs of the year on the famous radio. Someone station asked me here. if I was listening to Triple J like 100. And I was like, is that like a Yelena Yankovic countdown? <laughs> I was I was legitimately <laughs> confused. Oh no, it's just they count down the big um, audience vote of all the best songs, yeah. and everyone puts on their radios and has barbecues and stuff, and listens to the songs and works out what's do coming know, up. Do you know who won this year? Uh, uh, God, it was on Twitter last night, and I can't even oh, remember. Yeah. Um, it sounds like Dick Clark New Year's Eve in the States, right? Yeah, Casey, but, Casey. But a little bit more like American like bandstand or something that's more mm. like countdown The number one song. Oh, it's completely escaped me. Anyway, anyway, we'll have to look back. We'll put it as the, whatever it was, we'll put it as the outro for this <laughs> Ooh, episode. Yeah, that's a good nice. I like that. Yeah, nice so we'll, that's how we'll save that. The big match today, this morning, kicking off bright and early, Victoria Azarenka against Angelique Kerber, and a surprise. Yeah. Let's start with you, Nick. Nick, what were you expecting from that match, and what did you get from Miss... Kerber and Miss Azarenka? I mean, I thought we all expected Vika to roll through. Not necessarily roll, but, you know, she and uh, Angie have had great matches in the past, and I think we were really expecting and hoping and thinking that it would be that again and a Vika victory in, in whatever way. And especially, you know, Ben, we were in Brisbane a few weeks ago, like, Vika was tuned in that against Angie. That final was not close. No, it was no. not at all. Maybe the first, like, five or six games, but otherwise, Vika steamrolled her. But it was such a moment of... Angie stepping up to the plate and sort of walking the talk that she's been saying, working on her serve, going for the big points, playing aggressively. She had a lot of really awesome winners <laughs> where I, I kept catching myself at my desk with our earphones on, like doing some sort of reaction, everyone turning towards me like, shh, shh, <laughs> But th- they deserved those reactions. She had a lot of chances where she was a little bit on the run, not completely full stretch, and she went for it instead of just prolonging the point, which she so often does. She's known for long, crazy rallies, highlight real stuff. And this was her being more efficient and pulling trigger more often. I guess, Matt, what did you see from, on the other hand, from Vika, if anything? Because she had a crap start. Yes, yeah, she did. Um, uh, look, I have to say, I had the same reaction as Nick to those um, to those winners that Angie was pulling yeah. out. I mean, she hit three winners to erase three of Vika's set points. And so from my perspective, I don't actually think Azarenka did too much wrong. I know she had the terrible start, but in that situation when she was leading, Angie came out and won it. It wasn't a case of Vika yeah. really losing it. Earlier today, to get the Kerber perspective, I talked to her coach, Torben Belts after the Brisbane final it was yes. pretty not yeah. that close in the second set at least uh, how was she able yeah. to change things today I think Angel played a very good good match you know we had a plan I cannot tell too much about the plan okay. <laughs> but, yeah, that's for sure but um, she did very good played a um, perfect match I would say almost like the first set very good it was like 2-5 in the second set she played very aggressive yeah, you saw that one she played very aggressive and just made her shot played her tennis, believed in herself. I think that was very important also to, to like believe in herself and she did this and um, I didn't think Vika played bad but I think Angel really like took it to the match and, 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 and played a good match. Yeah. So you, she had two matches for recently against Vika. The yeah. US Open one obviously was an epic yeah. long one and, and the Brisbane final. So yes. how, much, how much did you look at both of those matches and trying to prepare for today and trying to mm-hmm. learn from and do something maybe different uh, Yes, today? we did this. Uh, actually, um, yesterday we watched the match again, uh, the match from Brisbane. We watched on, on, on tape. Uh, we had that match uh, off, uh, um, together with Angie. I think that was good. And then we had a practice where, where we did also uh, like, like try to practice the things which are important against Vika, what we think. We, we practiced this um, yesterday. So and everything looks like it worked out. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy. <laughs> be more aggressive than what you have to be because if you just play defense is not enough against good players you have to do something more and you have to be aggressive and you have to like she has to try to, to, to win the match and not, not, not try like the opponent to lose it and I think that's what she did today and I, I, 
the last like two or three weeks, I also think she she did it, yeah. And, and I think it's a good progress. And if she like keeps on going like this and plays more aggressive, I think she can do good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. Like, uh, do you, Do you think that something changed in her mentality to make her have the belief that she can, you know, make a semi, make a final, yeah, win right. a tournament like this? Because yeah, she, obviously think, she's been mm-hmm. top ten for a long, a, quite know, a few years know, now. But it's something yeah. click for her. Yeah, I think mentally, it's, 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 I think you have to go like by by every match you know if you're winning yeah. I think the mental thing also goes up and it also gets posi- by like positive more and you believe more in yourself if you, if, if you win the matches and I also think to win like such a big quarterfinal against Fika is also very good for confidence yes I think so and yeah let's see what happened <laughs> yeah I mean look, I don't think it would have been too much of a surprise to Vika they've had such close matches in the past but one thing I was really surprised about was that Angie's never won against yeah, Vika never. there was 6-0 six, six in the head to head which I, I actually didn't know that coming in I figured she must have gotten a win against her somewhere but never did you would so. think I would, I would mostly buy into that fact that like Azarenka would have a lot of respect for Kerber and be like this is me a tough match but then in press she seemed like annoyed yeah, yeah, I just, that was strange, and I gave her a little bit of an opening at the end, too, of trying to say, like, Angie really stepped it up today and said as much in press, and I think Vika, more than anything else, was just disappointed in herself that she didn't win the match, and no matter how she played, but Vika kept talking about, I didn't come through, I didn't bring it when it needs to be brought, I didn't play my A game, but I don't know, Ben, I was interested in press that she really took that stance, because I did feel like it was a little bit of a, not a slap at Kerber, but like, I think Kerber deserves a little more respect, because all your fans know on NCR, Kerber's legit. I Kerber mean, is legit, she, for sure. And for her to be in this position now, I feel like she deserved a little more credit. I would agree with that. Here is Vika sounding pissed. <laughs> what do you feel she did differently comparing to your previous matches? Um, I think she was uh, aggressive. She pl- she served well, especially in the key moments. You know, she she served really well. Um, but for me, it's 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 tough to judge uh, because I think we know each other so well. And um, today, I really feel that was on me. Um, I didn't do enough with what I had today. Did you feel it at all before the match, Vika, that it might be you weren't firing on all cylinders? Um, I felt fine, you know, I was I was thinking about it right now, if there is something I could have done different, if there's something that I've done wrong, but I d- went through my routine, I just, um, mentally I didn't commit myself enough today, where I didn't, I didn't push myself into making a difference, I was too flat. You worked a lot this winter, it was a great start of the season, is this loss going to be, you know, easy to put away and go back uh, at work, or do you think it's going to last uh, a little bit, disappointment? Well, I'll be disappointed, I should be disappointed, that's fair enough to be disappointed after after a match like this, but uh, if it's going to carry on, no, it's going to be forgotten tomorrow, and, uh, you know, I, I have improved so much from last year, and taking, taking this... Um, Three weeks, you know, I have to keep working hard. There are things that I still have to improve. It's 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 very it's very simple in my mind, but there's work has to be done, and I'm in the right direction. I just need to keep going that way and uh, work harder, be be um, as professional as I am. I'm I don't feel that I've done anything wrong um, in my preparation. It's just today I didn't push myself enough. Because do you think to be able to shake this off as just one bad day or? or or, and take Just the process. answered that. No, 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 but take the po- I And mean, going into the next part of the season, overall coming out of Australia, how do you, how do you feel about how you started? Um, three weeks been. You know, I can't sit here and say, oh, you know, it's been great. 
you know, after the loss, it's going to be tough. So this is is uh, is going to, I'm going to be disappointed today. I'm going to be pissed off. I'm going to let myself have that. But overall, it's not going to affect me in any way because I know that the work that I've put through, it's paying off. I just need to do more. I need to keep going to to be even more consistent. I've show, shown good signs. I've shown good good quality, consist more, way more consistent physically, much better. I need to assess a little bit what I can improve and keep moving direction forward. Kerber wins. Kerber gets through to the semifinals against unlikely ridiculously unlikely semifinalist Joe Conta. I feel like all the British media attention she's gotten outsized from that country overlooks the fact that she should be a completely obscure player no one's heard of. I mean, yeah, like she hasn't absolutely. done anything to to that would that would let you. Are you disagreeing, Matt? Well, not one hundred percent disagreeing. Are you claiming her as an Aussie? No, Aussie. no, definitely not. That <laughs> they've that tried. Yeah, I oh, know we've definitely tried, and she emphatically shut that down in press today because I think the Hungarians are trying to claim <laughs> yeah. her as well. She's yep. got tri citizenship yep. or something. Everyone wants a piece of the counter. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So she. Um, look, she made the fourth round of the U.S. Open yeah, last year. Qualified. This result hasn't come completely out of the blue because she's just won so many matches in the last six months. But yeah. this terms of a slam is by far her best result um but with her level kind of psychological approach in the last six months i'm not surprised that she's capitalized on the open draw and kind of kept it together i mean i favored conta going into this match today against shang mm-hmm. i kind of imagine shang Zhang was a bit more of a bolt from the blue shang's eighth match too that was yes. a thing that yes. catches up with her yeah, yeah. and yeah. and conta just looked fitter steadier and just more likely the yeah. whole time, I thought. So, yeah, from that perspective, I'm not super, super surprised. But, I mean, yes, Conta in the semifinals of a Grand Slam is, is crazy. Six, yeah. six months ago, that would have sounded insane. Insane, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, and I'll do a little bit of a plug here. We did a piece on USA Today looking at the challengers and the ITF pro circuit. And when you dip back down into those levels and give yourself the opportunity to win matches instead of winning one, maybe two in a row on the WTA, you gain confidence. And Kanta did that last summer. She won two tournaments in a row, qualified at the US Open, and then won three rounds with 16 straight matches, and then had a really good fall. And so we looked at that as the sense of women's tennis especially, you need confidence to win matches. And so that's why I I definitely agree with you, Ben, but I sort of agree with Matt too in the sense that, yeah, I don't think anyone would have been like, ooh, Joe Conta in red pen, like (laughs) you're going to be a semifinalist. But she was someone who had a great finish of the season and was coming in with confidence and is in confidence, <laughs> and she's in the semis, yeah. and she has a shot against she has a shot. Let's look, Absolutely, let's look forward to these semis. Yeah, if we can. Do one more. Oh, point on just, I just also thought that um, the whole idea of Conta being on Rod Laver Arena is not a big deal either. She's had big court experience at the last couple of Slam Center Court at Wimbledon. She mentioned it in press. Arthur Ashe at the U.S. Open now twice on Rod Laver. I don't think the occasion is too much for her. Yeah, and yeah. She, she seems like weirdly undaunted and mm. zen about everything. She's not freaking out, which makes for kind of boring quotes, but here yeah. <laughs> here she is to, in her own voice. You said you were up the first, first round the win against Venus and said you were just hoping to go into the match and compete. Mm. You're now at a Grand Slam semi-final. I mean, how's the self-belief? Um, I, I still approach every single match exactly the same. I, 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 I want to make sure that I... I you know that's that's one thing that I you know I get very um, excited about and anxious about that I, I want to go out there and, and just make sure I, I'm I'm able to leave it all out there whatever needs to be done. Um, so yeah, no, I'm happy I was able to bring a good level again today and um, yeah, no, I enjoyed it. A lot of excitement building in the UK. Thirty-three years since a British woman in a semi-final of a Grand Slam. Do you um, 
feeling that pressure at all or not really thinking about that too much? No, but the, the UK is, is a number of thousands of miles away, so and in a completely different time zone, uh, which in this case might it might be quite nice. But uh, yeah, no, I, um, I think whatever whatever pressure or whatever buzz there is outside it, I mean, it only affects me as much as I let it. So. And let's look ahead at these semis. Start with the undercard, which is Conta Kerber. Thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Kerber, this should be Kerber's match to win. Absolutely. And which is scary. Yeah. Because and- <laughs> everyone, I remember what happened in Singapore. Like, you just have to win one set. And that freaked her out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I forgot it's about like that. Weird. The last time in things seemed too easy for her, she freaked out. But I will say is that she has taken a, and she's talked about it too, is she's taken a very different approach this season of the the mental aspect, talking about being aggressive, going for it. If, I feel like she's owning it a little bit more, and I have never seen Angie as excited as oh, she it was. It was wonderful. It was really cool to see. After, yeah. yeah, when she was doing her encore interview, she was very, very happy. So I feel like she's changed that mentality, Ben. It's a good point to make from Singapore. She definitely choked there. But I think she's, you know, she's really sort of owning the moment, and that's what I enjoy to see. And I feel like she should... Definitely walk through that. Not walk through that match, but it should be her match for sure. I guess I, that just makes me nervous. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> totally. Kerber with an opportunity is not a Kerber who often does well, yeah. uh, which is what we've seen from her. I mean, she's been a little bit of an underachiever in these later rounds. She got through today unexpectedly. And I also remember when Radvanska had a similar situation where she had a big emotional win over Vika mm. quarters two years ago here, came out with no day of rest the next day and so got flat. clobbered so flat against Sibylkova oh, yeah. and lost in the semis there. Uh, back, speaking of Radvanska, let's go quickly to that match. Can that be interesting, or does Serena roll? Well, I don't think she'll roll any more than she always does against Sharapova. And, um, That's pretty rolling. Yeah, but. that is rolling. I mean, but I just think that Aga presents a completely different game and a completely different ball to what Sharapova does to Serena. So Serena thrives off the pace, and she always has. Radvanska kind of plays not dissimilarly to Vinci and that kind of junk balling, off pace, off slice, mixing it up. Um, particularly if Serena's tight, can be a very effective strategy. And yeah. Aga did actually win their last match, even though it's not a sa- officially Hotman sanctioned Cup, match. Yeah. Hotman Cup. I mean, Serena lifts Those for finals. Yeah. And I, and I think that there is, at least Radwanska knows now that she can beat her over three sets. And um, and she's playing some pretty good ball herself. I mean, she's she's looked good this whole tournament. I'll, so. dis- I'll discount Hotman Cup a little just just because it meant so little coming in here last you, year. Were you at that one? No, but oh, you, you were. probably were, right? Were you no, I wasn't. Last year? I was at Sydney. I've never yeah. done Hotman. Okay, yeah. Perth. Yeah. Perth. Okay. Yeah. Perth. Yeah. Well, and what I was going to say is, too, is it looks like it's going to be raining tomorrow. I mean, the forecast is really bad. And that obviously benefits Serena on the serve. But once the rallies get going, it's, it slows it down a little bit more inside instead of a hot, uh, bouncy court. Mm-hmm. And I think that might play to Aga's advantage a little bit more, where Serena's balls don't have quite the, like, explosion off mm-hmm. the ground that they usually would. So if Serena has an on-serving day, her match for sure. But if she's not serving quite as well, I think Aga definitely has a fighting chance. And you just wonder, too, that Serena always comes into her matches against Sharapova so up and so intense and so intent on winning that she may not be able to back it up quite as much against Radwanska because she doesn't, she doesn't, I don't know, for a better word, dislike um, Radwanska as much. She said impressed that she's actually really friendly with her and has yeah. a good time. So maybe yeah. there won't be that same kind of... Um, in, in, as strong yeah. and intent, perhaps. Sure, I mean, sure, I mean, sure. Serena knows how to get up for a Grand Slam semi-final, and once she gets to this point of the Australian Open, she's never lost. Yeah. But yeah. maybe the okay, Serena yeah. wins, though. Serena wins. <laughs> Last thing: the men's undercard, uh, men's overcard tomorrow. The big blockbuster men's match of the tournament, probably. 
is Federer Djokovic. Mm. Quick prediction. Let's keep this quick. I think just I think Djokovic because we've been in this situation so many times. We get excited about Federer and Djokovic wins the big matches that count. He's done it at majors a lot. So I'm I'm picking Novak in four. Yeah, I picked him at the beginning of the tournament to win it, so I'm not going to go against it. Djokovic, I'll say five, though. Let's go five sets tomorrow, boys. I will take three. Just to round it out, (laughs) Djokovic in three. Just so we have a nice spread. Sorry, Raj. Yeah, sorry. Love Raj. uh, We we try. And we'd be delighted if you did well for yourself, Roger. Anyway, thank you guys for being with us. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Matt. And thank you guys for listening to this episode of No Challenges Remaining. If you want to follow along with us when you're not listening, you can follow us on Facebook, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NCR podcast. You can like us, follow us on Twitter, getting those mixed up, at NCR underscore tennis. Subscribe uh, to us on any podcast feed of your choice, including iTunes, where you can leave reviews and other fun stuff. And if you have questions, comments, whatever, email us, no challenges remaining at gmail.com. We will play you out with whatever the Triple J 100 song Triple was. Triple J, hottest 100 track of the year. Here we go. Here it is. is it <laughs> Is it something that you cannot touch? Do you feel? Do you feel that you feel too much? Bloodstains won't make it matter. Got good things, got you. Rules and everything get back, never get back too soon. Bloodstains make confusing patterns, they lead me to you. Rules and everything get back, never get back.